This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. In U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Now back to The Drive with Aaron Davis and Chris Raff. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we're back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. We got the guys in the house today <laughs> talking some Husker football. Folks, we want you to text us on the Sartre Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, 402-464-5685. Your opinions on Saturday's game. How sick were you? <laughs> <laughs> I told you how I felt because the, the, to go into the fourth quarter up 14-3, to did you ever feel comfortable in that game? That's what I want to know. Did you ever feel comfortable going to that fourth quarter. And I'm going to read some stats real, real fast before we have bang into some other stats. Uh, team stats, first downs, Wisconsin at 21. We had 12. I think the most glaring one uh, is one of the most glaring ones. It's total offensive yards, they had 318. We had 171. But the one that just, I just, it's hard to fathom is that we had, as far as our rushing yards. 65 yards, 65. 29 carries, 2.2 yards per attempt. It's emblazoned into my brain. I can't Raph, get that out of my mind. Raf, elaborate. Two, how do you two point two? Two point two. It's not. I'm sorry. It's two point two yards per carry. That's terrible. I. That's terrible. <laughs> but you I mean, we we used to get mad back in the day. I mean, I know we go back in the day, but if we had a back averaging four point five yards a carry, we're like, yeah, he's having a rough year. <laughs> the ocean. The OG. No. Yeah, the OG, uh, CJ, so sick. You see the picture, Hatfield? So sick that I left the country. (laughs) (laughs) Smart man. He's got a picture like, I don't know, Cabo or something right here. (laughs) And I I look back, too, on that game on Saturday. Half the reason why I was, you know, I was worried going to the fourth quarter where we're at because we were not bringing the fight to Wisconsin. So I was like, Nebraska just wants to get out of here. So and that what they tried to do, and at the end of the day, they didn't make any plays in the fourth quarter to to win that game. They they were yeah. trying to survive the game and get out with a you know and trying to get out with the victory, you know, fourteen to nine or whatever. But yeah, that that's just it just it just frustrated me because being where we've been so often, it's like you think it would 
it would click a little bit and be like, okay, we need to bring the fight. We need to finish this game yeah. instead of trying to hold on for dear life. And it's sad. Seems like it's going to be really hard to finish games without effective offensive line play. True story. Yeah. If you if you don't have an offensive line, I don't know how you're going to finish a game. And you know, we can hope for Casey Thompson to work magic, which I think he did. By the way, how about the drop off? between the first-team quarterback and the second-team quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. that is substantial, and I think Casey Thompson deserves some credit for being a gamer. But, and we uh, don't even know, Scott, if he's going to be back next year. Right? and, and That's that, a reality. That, that's, a, yeah. that's a whole different issue, but I think you know, whoever does come in, obviously, is going to have to find people that can play at skill positions. And that's, a, that's another that's – another, well, actually, they're going to have to find people that can play at all positions. All. Right. All. Do you right. want to get in, A.D., to the, the yes. defensive stats? I'm going to read a text real fast right here. <laughs> 7233 says, the only thing that made Saturday better was filling my deer tag 20 minutes after the abysmal performance. Those deer didn't have a freaking chance when he was out there. He was just blasting stuff like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> If it moves, it goes down. <laughs> it flies, it dies, it moves, it's dead. <laughs> Sir, this is deer season. You just shot a pheasant. In fact, I think it was a duck. <laughs> a starling. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get to some of the other stats on here, man. Well, you know, when you're talking about pro football focus stuff, uh, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt because, again, it is just one, uh, one group of people taking – You guys know who owns else. pro football focus? No. Any guesses? Any guesses? Any guesses? Somebody from that team get ready to play it. Uh, no, nope, it's Nick. not. It's not from my team. Okay, Chris Collinsworth. I didn't oh, really? realize that. Yep. Fantastic. Well, he's one of the he's one of the better color guys on uh, he on NFL yeah. broadcasts. I think. Right. Wow, I realized that, man. Yep. Well, that's cool. Well, so they they took a look at the interior defensive players, and Nebraska has four of them. Excuse me, Nebraska has five of them that show up on that list. Without naming them, they rank. There are 871 interior defensive players in college football right now, and we have the 254th, the 578th, the 632nd, 654th, and 713th best player. And the 713th is one of our starters. Um, it's fascinating. I mean, you're looking at both sides of the ball. Where, and you know, a lot of these kids, like, look, this we're not. I don't think it's fair to blame the kids in this no. case. These guys came out of high school. They were highly regarded. They were highly athletic. And I don't know that you, know, you look at them during a game, and I don't know that their athletic performance looks like it's significantly improved from when they came here as freshmen. And that's that's something that raises a lot of questions because these are talented kids that are playing in the very bottom decile of all of college football. Which gives you a little bit more respect decile. for what Bush has done. Right? Yeah. I mean, given that yeah. – to keep us in the games defensively. I mean, I think most fans would say offensively is really where we've lost most of the games this year by not being able to run the ball, mm-hmm. not being able to produce in the third and fourth quarter. Right. And and even given those statistics, it's it's pretty amazing. Scott made a comment last night um, when we were watching the line play on defense. He's like, who's going to give the linebackers some help? Oh, I mean, man. like, you know, they're asked to do an awful lot, lot. because they're oftentimes they're covered. You know, they yep. do have a guard in their face. Yep. And, you know, Hausman, for example, I mean, he is making plays yeah. with he's little help. Awesome. He's going to be a, he he, is, he's a dog, man. He it, is, you know, between him and Gifford, I think they've got a couple of kids back there that can really play. The Gifford kid's awesome, and, and he, they're just young. And Hausman, wow, I mean, this is a true freshman. You know, imagine being a true freshman and trying to go play inside linebacker in the Big Ten. Yeah, going from Class C Nebraska to 
Big Ten linebacker. Yeah, dude's starting. from Columbus, yeah. right? Yep. Is he yep. <laughs> yep. You think about Hausman was playing high school football this time last year. Yep. And he's undersized for right now. I'm saying he's a big guy, but I'm saying wait till he gets a year of lifting and just maturing because he's still growing. The kid's 17, 18 years old. The right kind of lifting. Y- y- yes. Yes. Yeah, you mean yes. Lifting to make him bigger and smaller. I mean, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know Frost's big thing was. The way they look when they get off the bus, I want to see what they. I want to see the way they look when they play on the field. Oh my goodness! Tell me because you don't you don't win games. You, you don't win any football games getting off the bus. No, no. no. In fact, some of them you should have stayed your butt on the bus. You yeah. know, as far as that goes. Uh, Nine four eight seven says, guys, get Tom a chair. He's too old for for more than a few minutes. There. <laughs> Did, did, did that come in from his wife? I'm not sure. That might be one of our guys in our group text, but I'm not sure. <laughs> You know, when you, when you think about guys from a defensive perspective, you look at uh, pre-Bush and post-Bush, you look at post-Bush right now, what are some of the critical changes you guys think he's made to make that defense? Um, uh, I, I would say this. Um, um, at least at least they compete now. I think he you know, made, they compete. I think, they, I think he made it more simplistic. Mm-hmm. And you've yep. had players say that, that, that there's just less thinking post-snap. Yeah. And that, that was a big problem, getting lined up. And I, they must have been more – Trying to do more multiple things. Yeah, they were. Pre, there were so many pre-snap things they had to worry yeah. about. Well, and I think Eric was here. Chinander was here for a long enough time that, that you're able to get comfortable with those players. And he had some guys that through the COVID year were here for a long time. And I think you can do more with those guys. And then, you know, maybe you kind of, it, you know, you start to realize that with some of the younger guys, they haven't picked all that up. Yeah. You know, I think if anyone was in a really tough spot, I look at Eric Chinander as being a guy that I felt pretty bad for because – you know he's here with his he's here with his friend that brought him here, and he's on a sinking ship, and he's got to put a smile on his face every day. He's got to keep his team motivated. And actually, you know, I think Bill Bush has been fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, but but I think Chinander did a really nice job of kind of holding that side of the ball together when things were really falling apart. I know that they've had bad games and they've had failures. I mean, Bo had failures. Every team has failures, but. I thought Eric did a good job in, 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 in keeping that team together when everything was falling apart. Because, you know, you look at it this year, this is just a redux of what's happened the last few years. Everything's been falling apart every year mm-hmm. for the last five years. So yeah. um, I give him a little bit more credit in the sense that he that, that he kept the guy's morale up. And at the end of the day, isn't this about the experience for the kids? I mean, I know it's about us. It's about the fans. It's about winning, and it's about all that. But it is also about the experience for the kids, and I do think that 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 he provided that you know i it, and so I, you know you got to give him some credit for that but the defense is definitely playing with more fire nowadays they are than they did earlier in the season there's no question about it and everything you said uh scotty is spot on i think also some major changes was we've seen some people we've seen some faces we hadn't seen before for instance Archdog didn't play much. No. No, he's you know, Hausman didn't play much Brewington really has gotten more play yes, offensively than he would have the last two years. Yep. So we've, we've seen some new faces, some young faces that have come in there and uh, who, have, who, have played, who have played their butts off under the circumstance they've been dealt with. Um, and I, and I, I think you just see more of a sense of urgency on the defense. Now, the thing about the defense when people say, well, look, we're up 14-3. The defense gave it up. Also, look at this, though. Possession. 36 minutes and 57 seconds is Wisconsin had it. We had a total of 23 minutes. And in the third quarter, Wisconsin had the ball for 11 minutes. And you know what? You keep your defense on the field that long? We, we, we've seen this. This is like a broken record, though. This is That's what happened against Minnesota. That's what happened against Purdue. That's what happened against uh, uh, the other team. All the games, Illinois, the same thing. There will be, there will be periods where that defense is on the field for such a long amount of time 
to where because it is still fun. Now, we, they've improved. They have. But still very fragile. Would you guys agree? Still very fragile and susceptible to the big play in the most inopportune time. I think the, I think the thing that strike that, – well, last night we, we spent a little bit of time watching the defense too, and I don't think this regime has taught the kids what 110% effort is. Yeah. You know, whether it's setting the edge – whether it's you know coming down the line of scrimmage to you know to blast it back from the backside, mm-hmm. the, I, I'm sure Jay and the fellows watch that and say, "Oh my gosh!" Well, you made the comment last night. Grant Wistrom would have smoked that guy coming across yeah. the line, and and my my point is, who taught him that? Mm. Right? You know, you, you you complain about someone's kids and and you don't look at the parents, right? Yeah, yep. that's a great analogy. Who's, who's teaching them? Yeah, what effort really is, yep. and what the joy in effort is, and and I don't know that that's been done, and so these guys were left with a reclamation project coming into the season. Yeah, and if is, you haven't if you haven't seen it, if you have, if you haven't seen it, you really don't know what it is. That, that's another problem. You know, it's like yes, over the last five, six, seven years, no one's really seen. Like Jay always talks about, you know, going above and beyond. Well, they in their minds, they probably think that they are going above and beyond, but. You know, you got to go further. It's, it's it's almost like if you don't tackle, you forget how to tackle. Oh, I'm okay. glad you brought that up. <laughs> I'm Scott glad you that. brought that up, Scotty. Scott because you know that. what? No, it's the truth. Because you know what? Triggered. They have only been tackling live. I mean, on a consistent basis since September 14th. Yep. Unreal. Think about that. On the 11th, there was a change. 12th is that Sunday. That Monday's the 13th. I don't know if they practice that Monday or not. So, give or take, the 13th or 14th of September has been the first time that these guys have consistently practiced live with full contact. Yep. So, in two months, all of a sudden, you're not tackling, but then we expect Dick Buckus to come out of here in, two, right, in, in 60 right. days. It's right. not going to happen. But to me, that's what, that's what irritates me in that for these many years, that wasn't going on. These aren't pro players. In the pros, you don't ta- you don't take people down. Why? Because you're pros. Yeah. That's why you're there. Yeah, hit the road if you don't. Want yes, to yes, that's, that's why they don't. But in college, like you just mentioned, if you don't practice tackling, you're not going to tackle well on Saturdays. So, bottom line, if you don't, there, was, there were three three things we did in Nebraska's wide receiver during those times. Okay, every practice, Coach Brown would have us run routes. We blocked live, and we caught the football. We ran routes. We blocked live, and we caught the football. Did I say that again? We ran routes, we blocked live, and we caught the football. That's kind of a rap song. We blocked. We did those things live. Because if you're being finessed during the week, you can't come out on Saturday, and especially in the Big Ten. So what's this narrative, though, that you hear, like, well, people don't do that anymore? That's, people that's don't bull. do that anymore. They, that's it, bull. it can't possibly be true. <laughs> that's right? bull. Well, there's they different, do it. C- certainly different schools of thought. I mean, I think there are plenty of coaches who don't tackle, who don't take guys to the ground. I mean – uh, you know, that's it. Just depends. But but if you're going to play in the Big Ten and you're going to survive a Big Ten season, and you know, unless you've got Ohio State like depth, um, you know, where you can just rotate guys in, you're going to have to get guys into game shape, and they're going to have to know how to tackle. Tackling is hard. I mean, you remember, we've all practiced tackling. It's hard. It's tricky. You have to be kind of cat-like. There's different ways to do it. And if you don't practice it, you're not going to be good at it. And, and it, it just – that to me was probably the most shocking thing is to learn that they hadn't been tackling. I thought we went through this before. I thought we went through this in the Bill Callahan era. I thought we went oh, through this in the goodness. Mike Riley era where it was like, hey, you know, iron sharpens iron. I've heard people say that a thousand <laughs> times. Well, okay. But, I mean, it, you know, it, 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 so that was, a, that was a big surprise. But I think it – plays itself out. You can see it when we get late into games. You can see teams that have, 
you know, um, um, have really kind of beat each other up. Mark Banker said it way back in the, oh, yeah. in the, you know, in the in the Mike Riley era after the Iowa game. He said, "Boy, I bet their practices are a bloodbath." Mm-hmm. And then at that time, it was yep. like, well, what, "What's going on here?" Yep. Yeah. Then he got fired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Eagle <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> on the phone, might I add? You got to. I mean. I might even get into that, but that was messed up, man. <laughs> the guy's out recruiting. Uh, yeah, by the way, we're not going to need your service. Hey, dude. Now, they'd only been best friends for 25 that's years. Fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's not a long time. Right. Got jumpsuits older than that. <laughs> <laughs> that you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to throw it to break. This is The Drive, and oh, 3.7 The Ticket. The 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.